Hi, my name is Shemaka and you are welcome to Let's Pass. This podcast explores what I call my refined season. It is basically all the experiences that I've had that has helped me to learn a bit more about myself or taught me very important lessons. I will be sharing with you my high, low and very special moments. I do hope you like very good conversations because from time to time, you'll be hearing from very good friends of mine or just me. I hope this podcast inspires you, that you can relate to it, or at the very least that you are able to listen to my very silly stories. I do hope you stick around, but until then, have yourself a good day. Cheers to those. Speak soon. Bye. Hi guys, welcome, 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 welcome back to Les Pass. I know, guys, I know, I know it's been such, such a long, long break. Um, some I, I can literally feel like some of you throwing your shoes at me and doing this ooh sound at me. But hey guys, I am so sorry. I needed this break. I needed to be absent um, this long. Um, there was quite a bit happening in my space. A lot of things weren't making sense. I was trying to I was trying to I was trying to take on too much at the same time. And at some point I needed to really take a step back and then reprocess and um discern and pray and all of that and I needed I needed this time away from this space and also maybe probably also encourage myself or remind myself the reason why I started because even though that I was absent um I was still recording but a part of me was probably not ready to be vulnerable um to share what I was going through or possibly um, I didn't think I had enough wisdom or I didn't think I had enough knowledge to share um, or to give advice, so to speak. But, you know, sometimes um, it's important to always remind yourself as to why you start certain things. Um, that, I, I don't know who said this. I think it was Les Brown who mentioned knowing your why. Um, as much as I'm, um, these days, I'm trying to win myself off listening to motivational talks, but sometimes there are things that actually motivate you or remind you as to why you started a particular journey. So my reason for starting this journey was to share uh, my own season, um, which in this season I call it the refining season, to share my own story, to share my lessons and takeaways. And it might be something that somebody is going through at this time. It might be that I'm in the same season with same um, with people it might be that you just, maybe you've been in this season and you can relate with some of the things that I'm talking about, or it might just be that you like to hear my voice and you like to tune in to um, relax or whatever it is for you. Um, I know that um, I have the responsibility and for me, God had put this in my heart and I just really wanted to, really wanted to deliver for you guys. Um, so I think all of that, me trying to decipher, um, are you ready to say this? Do you have enough knowledge to talk about this and all of that? I think for the longest time that kept me away from uh, releasing content. But I think today the Holy Spirit held me ransom and said, listen, today I mandate to you. You must say, you must release this episode today. And this particular um, episode title has actually been in my mind. Or I have, I've had it, I've, I've, we recorded and recorded this like a lot of times, uh, but today um, I decided it was time to, it was really time to talk about it or the Holy Spirit said, oh, listen, it's time to 
it's time to tell the story. And I know that you don't want to tell it, but you have to tell it today. Um, just before I go in to give all the banter and story, because, you know, as usual, when it's just me talking, there's always a lot of story that comes with it or with those experiences. But before I go in to do all of that, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who has been listening, even in my absence. Um, I got a lot of uh, messages and calls, people asking me, listen, my dear, when are you releasing another episode? We're not understanding. Why are you? We need you to hear your voice and all of that. And oftentimes when I see this message, I get sure because I'm just like, wait, really? People are even interested in what I had to say or something like that. Um, so for who, if for, for all of you who reached out to figure out what's going on and just checking to see what's happening with the podcast, Again, know that um, your messages kept me grounded or rooted, or they were like alarm bells ringing that, listen, there is a mandate that you needed to fulfill, and it was important that I set aside whatever it is I was, set aside, um, would I say, my my pride, so, so to speak, and, you know, deliver on what I was called to do. So I'm very appreciative of those messages. And I think for me, one of the most humbling things as well is, again, how this channel has grown personal. I know this, if for, for some people, it might not be, um, might not be so large, but it's been a huge leap because even in my absence, this, this particular podcast has grown considerably. And I have also expanded listenership. Initially, I think I had about eight countries where people were listening in from. That has now grown to uh, three more countries, so 11 countries in total, Algeria, Kenya, and uh, Belgium, where people are listening in from. Now, this experience is usually very, these things are usually, oh, for me, it is such a humbling experience because um, it's, it's not just that, oh, it's in a country where I know people, I don't know anybody in, in this country that I mentioned, but it's humbling to know that people are actually tuning in to hear what I have to say. So whoever you are in this country, thank you so much. Um, it's such a humbling experience for me. Now to the nitty gritty of today, or rather uh, to the topic of today. Today, I, Today's episode I call uh, fixing your focus. Now, this um, episode, I deliberated on this episode title for so long. I think initially I wanted to call it Lost, the Lost Season, but then I had a lot of confirmatory messages that kind of confirmed that this is what the name should be. And there were a lot of um, there were a lot of experiences that happened, a lot of things that happened that reaffirmed that this was the right name for it. Now, I would say the biggest um, one of not it's not the core, but one of the one of the affirmations that I got that kind of set off this Eruka moment in my head was um, a verse that I was looking at. This is um, Hebrews chapter twelve, verse two. Um, again, it depends on the translation that you are reading from. Um, so I'm going to read from the Amplified. Uh, translation there this amplified classic and the amplified vibes i'm reading from the amplified version but i can't remember i don't think that um it was actually um the amplified version that i read this initially from but i think it struck a chord the day i read it so um i'm going to read from verse two it says um, let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith. And in bracket, it says, the first incentive of our belief 
and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who for the joy of, and again in bracket, of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross, disregarding shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Um, his authority, sorry, I'm going to take this again. So it says, let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us. And then in bracket it says, I think what amplified the amplified version tries to do is like try to give more interpretation. So it says, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith, um, the first incentive of our belief and the one who brings our joy to maturity, who for the joy of accomplishing the goal, that is the goal of, you know, being crucified on the cross, um, he endured the cross and disregarded shame and, of course, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his authority and the completion of his work. Now, when I read this, um, again, this was when I was still trying to battle on the name of the podcast or this episode, rather, and I'm like, okay, I think this is some sort of uh, validation that this this is the name Fix Your Focus is important. And when I speak about the context of fixing your focus, it's not just on God, but of course, um, that is quite instrumental. That is critical, especially if you're Christian, which I am. And a lot of things that I'm going to share today are my experiences with God, with faith, and me still trying to make uh, make some connections with what the Bible means, what my experience is now as a Christian, and to make a, make sense of all of it all. Now, the reason why I actually wanted to call this the lost season, because um, I think there was a lot happening, or there was a lot actually happening in my space um, at the time. And I didn't know, a lot of things aren't making sense. So I don't know, I, for, I don't know for any other person, but for me, essentially, I was wondering where is where if I'm going to like think about, um, I've been following Christ um, all my life, but intentionally maybe in the last give or take five years, um, I've had my ups and downs, but intentionally five years of my life, right? Where would I actually say that I am? And some part of me is saying, oh, you're probably still at the infancy because you've quite not understood certain mysteries about God and faith and all of that. Um, now, a part of me now uh, goes to talk about or um, is reflecting on a particular uh, book I read. Um, it's called God of Surprises. It's a book that I really, really like. But for some weird reason, I've never been able to finish this book. But hopefully it's in the summer. I should be able to finish it. So um, Gerard Hughes is a Jesuit priest. He was talking about like your stages, stages of experiences with God and your faith and all of that. And he mentions three stages. He mentions the infancy stage, the critical stage, and the mystical stage. I'm not going to go into details with that. But I think the part that really struck a chord for me was when he was talking about the critical stage. And I can relate to it because his discussion about the critical stage is he, he mentions that it's the stage where you start questioning right? You're questioning the doctrine, you're questioning everything that you've already known about being Christian. You're questioning, you're trying to make a relationship between who God is and who God is in your present life. And you're questioning and asking, you know, why certain things are the way they are and all of that. And again, I think this is the part where um, you have a more connected relationship with God. I don't know, I can't remember the whole of that, but essentially it's a part where you're, you're making sense of 
things using your agency um, and your creative ability. Who is God to me? How can I relate to God? How can I discern when it's not God that's speaking uh, or when he is speaking? How can I worship him? How can I build relationships? So I think I guess that this is a stage that I am in. So it was such a lost period or a lost season. And I'm not saying, I'm not going to say, oh yeah, I'm completely out of the woods, but um it was some of it was uh I would say it's one of the things that's inspired this particular episode. Now as always, um all my episodes are as a result of something. So I'm gonna take you all the way back to the reason or the reason why for some reason I started feeling lost. You are still listening to Les Pass. Don't go anywhere. Now, if you're like me, or I think a lot of Nigerian kids possibly are like this, um, we were raised to always have plans. And again, I'm not saying that's wrong. It's important to have plans. It's important to have a vision. It's important to have goals. So I think we we usually would set this time frame for ourselves. Oh, by this age, you'd have accomplished that. Um, by this age... <laughs> You'd have done this and done that. When all of this, but I mean, all of this are good and fine. But then at the end of the day, um, there is somebody who holds the future, right? So if you're a Christian, you know that, who that person is. That person is God. He's the one who holds the future. He's the one who designs um, what your future is going to look like. I would like to, I would like to quote a popular, um, this was a sitcom when I was growing up, um, way back in early 2000s, right? Um, it's from a particular show, um, a, a production house, Wali Adenuga. And usually at the end of that show, they will always write, we are nothing but pencils in the hands of the creator. And really, that is really what we are because we try to, we make plans and all of that, but we are pencils. So the, the way your God designs your journey or your future or your destiny mm -hmm. to look um, a peculiar kind of way specific for you, um, your destiny and your journey would not be diff would not be the same even with your siblings, right? All of your individually, everyone has their own journey, their own experiences, their own destiny. Uh, so it's important to um, always have that at the corner of our mind. So again, why is this important? So I think I've been, I've been that child who always had plans like, okay, um, and so and so age should be doing this, should have done this, should have gotten married and all of that, all that, you know, things we say to ourselves. And for the longest time, I think somewhat it's been working for me. Um, I was that kid who went to school quite early, finished like the, the relevant um, bits of education quite early. And I felt, okay, we're making progress. We're, we're working according to the plans that we had made, right? And so when all of this happened, I felt lost. I felt like I didn't quite have a bearing, like I was just floating, um, wondering where and how and, you know, how it's going to get out of this. Now, I would say um, a bulk of it started, uh, this, it, when I really think about it, um, this experience really started when I started um, my, my postdoctoral, my doctoral degree. Um, now, if you ask me a couple of years ago, I would say, ah, Two years stops. This is done, right? I'm I'm true with this course, and then I continue with my life. My dear, it didn't take me two years. It took me roughly five years to get this doctorate done. 
And in those times, I kept on comparing my journey, my experiences. I fact, I think for the most part, there were a lot of blows to my self-esteem during this journey that um, I had to start questioning myself. Was I all that on a pack of chips or is this just me, um, you know, really just amping myself for nothing? So um, I think those that actually started, you know, this situation of loss. And I think at several times, uh, several different occasions, um, when I was doing or when I'm, when I was completing this, I was asking myself, my dear, who sent you to do this thing? Like I could have just generally done something else. I could have found a job just like every other person, you know, and continued my life. But then of course, this thing I say, um, the way that God designs us is different. We all have different pathways and there's a reason why, we, uh, we encounter different experiences. There's a reason for that. And it's only God that knows um, the reason for that. I'm trying these days for things that I don't have knowledge or control over. I leave it to God. I feel like in due season, he reveals what he wants to reveal to you. Um, but if we had, if my thoughts about it is if really, if I had, if I, if I had the power to see my future, maybe I wouldn't even bother working towards that future. So um, also, the, my logic again towards this is that sometimes God doesn't show us everything so that at the end of the day, when you get there, you know that it wasn't by your grace. It wasn't by your power. It's so that all glory will return to God. So again, these are the different interpretations that are making sense to me that I am alluding to certain circumstances that I have experienced or endured. Anyways, um, fast forward to last year. So last year, Last year was not the best year for me, honestly. Like, I was getting a lot of buzz <laughs> If you're a Nigerian, you understand what buzz is. Essentially, it's, um, I was getting a lot of knockbacks. Um, I got some academically. Um, I got some emotionally. Two big blows last year emotionally that really hit me hard. And I think for the life of me, um, again, for us, the way we were raised, we were taught to just man up and just face whatever it is that you're doing, right? Um, and not to complain too much, right? Um, or to just deal with it, you know, any if you're trying to talk about how a certain episode is making you feel, a certain season making you, they'd be like, oh, people, most of the time you often hear things like, ah, just man up, deal with it, you know, is life. You know, people experience worse and all of that. And I mean, all of this are true. People experience worse, but it's also important that you acknowledge that you are in pain sometimes, um, that you also be your intentional about how do I work through it and not just um, putting it in a box somewhere and forgetting about it. And which is what I did last year, because for different reasons, first of all, I, I had a deadline that was clocking, so I didn't have the time especially when the emotional ones hit. I didn't have the time to ruminate over them, to think about why it happened and all of that. I think when they happened, it came like a blow because I wasn't expecting it. Um, I had, as usual, built this, my little plan, planning towards it, you know, painted this perfect picture. So when it happened, it was so unexpected. Uh, the first one was very unexpected. And... Um, it probably is something that's hopefully, if I have more courage, I'm going to share about in future. But let's just continue the story. It was something that was so unexpected for me. I didn't see that coming. It was something that, you know, I didn't know where it came out of. So it hit me. 
And when it hit me, I had a deadline that I had a lot of work to do. So I think for the longest time, I was just numb. And I didn't know how to process the feeling or the emotion. So now in my mind's eye, I thought I had dealt with it. But I think what I did was I found a space and just put it away. Because, of course, I needed to man up and continue my life. Um, when the second one hit, again, there was something critical I needed to do at the time. So as usual, in my head, I thought I had dealt with it. So again, what I did was I found this space and then, or a room, a little room in my head or in my house, wherever it is. And I just boxed it into that place and then continued business as usual. But you know this thing they say, because this thing they talk about, um, uh, uh, I can't remember the saying again, but essentially that's that nature abhors vacuum, right? So there's really nothing to fill up the space. Those things, the cracks would start, um, certain cracks are created. And that's, that came through this year, right? Those those cracks really manifested this year. Now, of course, if you've been listening, if you listen to the first two episodes or the first couple of episodes, I was all cherry and, oh God, this is going to be that year, you know, all chippery and all that nice. And, you know, I've made my plans of how this year was going to look like and all that beautiful stuff. But then it was something, and the thing, it's interesting because the thing that actually created that crack was something that was so irrelevant and really insignificant when I think about it today. But then it, it did cause that crack. So this was, um, I think this this whole thing started, or that crack person, the cracking process started in, in December. So I was applying for my renewal, my visa renewal, and typical, like, I mean, everybody knew that it was taking a lot of time. There was a lot of backlog because of COVID. So Okay, that didn't really bother me. So months one passed, two passed. The third month was in March. I was getting panicky. And I remember that what was happening at that period was I wasn't sleeping very well. I just knew that um, at 2 o'clock I'm awake and I don't sleep anymore. Now, I attributed it to like post-study, you know, when when you have to have adjusted your sleep time just because you had to meet up with a deadline. For, for some people like me, it probably would take you time to for your bodies to rejig again and go back to your routine. So I attributed that to that. But I didn't know that at the back of my mind, there was really something that was bothering me. Now, it became very apparent that this was concerning to me because every other person or the person, someone I, I applied, like Miles I heard before, had gotten his and I hadn't quite received mine. So I started worrying. And that worry created another crack. So the worry now led to, why is this always happening to me? Like, why do I have to work extra, extra hard for certain things to come to me? Like, why can't I just have everything easy? And of course, I started questioning my worth as a person, like, um, really and truly. And again, on top of all of this um, applic- little application I made, um, I had applied for a couple of jobs because everybody was pressuring, oh, what's next? You finish this? Um, are you thinking about jobs? Are you applying and all of that? So there was a pressure as well to, you know, think about it, like to be proactive and, you know, just quickly move on because, of course, we always have plans and stuff. And it wasn't going as I anticipated it because I was just getting rejections left, right and center. So, again, another crack was created. Now, eventually, the visa came. It came in March, right, just very close to Easter and all of that. 
so that whole of March was was very it was a very um it was a very interesting episode for me because there were a lot of stupid questions. I would, I would say stupid now because when you really think about it now, they were not questions I, was, I should have asked myself. But yes, I asked those questions, and then it led to it led to me also questioning a lot about some decisions that I have made, some core decisions that I have made about myself, and then I just suddenly felt um, again a crack in this unprocessed hurts or pain, things that I hadn't dealt with um, from the previous year. Because in my mind, I had dealt with it, but I hadn't dealt with it. So I felt that also that crack open up as well. And I was just in this dark place that I didn't even understand how to get out of. Um, I saw myself deliberately avoid calls. Um, if I'm in the midst of my friends or in the midst of community, I often would remove myself. I had a lot of crying spells and I didn't quite understand why I was crying. I didn't understand what I was feeling. I didn't understand my emotion. I didn't understand why I was feeling the way I was feeling. Now, if I have to if I have to explain that it was such a it's such a dark season and I never have ever felt lost in my life because I didn't quite know what the next thing was going to be, right? Now, what that also made me to do was, it caused me to take away my eyes from the present, like to remove my focus from the present and focus on two things, to focus on the past. So the past pain, hurts, disappointments, and on the future, like, okay, what next? Where am I heading to next? So these things were messing with my head and I didn't quite have a bearing. What it made me to do critically was what is which is fundamental, which I should have actually done, was to focus on the moment, on all the things that were were going all right, all the things that were going okay. I took my focus away from that. And of course, it's it cost me my peace. Now it's interesting because when I started here, I'm like, oh, I I'm guarding my peace, I'm guarding my joy and all of that. But at this point, there was no guardian anymore because some, for some weird reason, um, that peace that I was enjoying was taken away from me. That joy was taken away from me. I was craving my own, my own um, um, loneliness for whatever strange reason. If I have to paint a picture of um, that this season, um, it would be a season like I would, I would explain it as me just being in a very um, dark room that was so dimly lit. Now, I think the, the dimly lit candle was like, for me, um, there was an inkling that there was something that I needed to do, but I didn't know how to get to that candle that was dimly lit. So all around me, all I was seeing was everything not working, every pain, every hurt, every disappointment and all of that. So I was just in this gunk that the things that should have mattered in the moment, the little things that I had that were working in the moment, I didn't pay attention to it. In fact, I didn't even want to hear about it as well. And it didn't make any sense. Like a lot of things are not making any sense. Now, I wallowed in this period of pain, of darkness, of hurt, and then something very critical happened. And I think this is the beginning of this um, fixing your focus moment. Now, for me at the moment, the meaning was not immediately apparent. Um, it wasn't immediately apparent why 
that was happening or why this series of events had to happen. But eventually when I had to sit down to reflect on it, um, a lot of things became apparent. A lot of um, learnings for me became apparent. And I'm going to share that with you in a second. Do not go anywhere. All right. So um, as I was saying, after months of, you know, months of being anxious, overly anxious, um, me questioning, you know, what the next decision or next path would be, what my worth was, and, you know, me trying to do this reassessment, are you still hurting, are you still in pain, and even me questioning my worth. Um, and also, critically, what I failed to do in all of this time was not, you know, being present in the things that were going well, because there were a lot of things that were going on well for me. I had a job. Um, I still had some way to sustain myself. I had good health. Um, I was still alive. You know, a lot of people had died, especially um, in this COVID period. So all of this, I didn't focus on. Um, I paid attention to the things that I couldn't really control, right? And some critical things happened. And now what I'm going to do is, of course, I'm going to share... Um, the events and the takeaway um, from that event that happened. Now, the first events um, happened um, sometime, I think, in March. I think just after I got my visa, I got a very random call from a friend of mine, Alex. She's been on this podcast before. Uh, now, of course, like I said in that moment, initially, a lot of that at that time, I wasn't picking calls from people. And unless you're very persistent. Now, apologies. If if you call me um, around March, April, some part of May, and I didn't pick your call, please, I'm so sorry. Know that this is the reason why. Um, but Alex was very persistent, and she kept on calling me. And I think a lot of part of me still wanted to just wallow in this gunk of self-pity and nonsense. But she was persistent, and she kept on calling me. Now, when she called me, the first thing she asked me was, what's up, are you okay? And I'm like, I beg, I'm fine. She's like, you're not, you're not okay, right? Now, when I think about it, this experience was truly, truly humbling for me. I'll tell you the reason why. Now, the mere fact that, one, she's a very busy person. She also has a lot on her face. Um, but the mere fact that, um, she picked up her phone to call me. I think one of the things she said to me was, I've been sensing something in my spirit that something is wrong with you. What's up with you? And even though I was trying to lie my way through it, she saw through me and she, um, she, she, she pressed. She really pressed. So for me, it was a very humbling experience that she honored an inkling that she got and decided to check on me. And it didn't matter that um, it didn't matter that she had a busy schedule. It meant it meant a lot to me at that time. I felt she was disturbing me, but really thinking about it now, I am blessed. I feel like it's a blessing from God that I have people who care enough about me to check on me, who care enough about me to honor like a strange feeling that they are having about me. So she kept on pressing, and then I had to be honest with her. And then I opened up um, to her and I told her what was going on. I can't forget it. I can't forget if, if for whatever reason in future, God forbid, we stop being friends, I will never forget this experience. Um, 
Alex is something that, I mean, this is not out of her character. She's a, a truly, truly, um, a truly, truly good friend. But what she did for me was um, something that in my lifetime, I hope I never forget. Um, what she did, she spent hours praying for me. She prayed over me. She encouraged me. She shared verses of the Bible with me. She encouraged me as well. And of course, all of those discussions lifted me in the moment. And what else? She, she then went on to recommend this uh, Bible app for me. It's called YouVersion. If you don't have it, please get it. I really, really love this app. I'm not advertising for anybody, but I particularly like it because um, it has it has prayer plans and for whatever season that you are in, whether it's a period of happiness, joy, anguish, pain, anxiety, whatever, there are prayer plans to help you through it. There are different translations of the Bible. So say some, for instance, if you're not getting the meaning from, say, the New King James Version or the the amplified version. There are different versions that you can look through to get more context. So it was something that was so useful. And then oftentimes you get like prayer reminders to say a word, to spend time with God. So I really, really love the app. So she recommended the app for me. And then she told me to, to check out some of the prayer plans. And then she said something to me, <laughs> something that when I think about today, I'm like really true and true. This is really what it was. She said to me, Chamaka, you're too focused on your own power. And this is pride, you. She said to me, where is God in all of this? Now, of course, that conversation, that, that, that thing she said to me didn't make sense. In fact, frankly, I was even a bit annoyed because I did perceive myself as someone who was prideful. But of course, that is what people who are prideful would say. And I feel like um, it, 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 it was an opportunity to shine a light in an area that God needed me to start working on an area that was filled with so much pride that I didn't know. I didn't know I had, I didn't think I had pride that needed to be worked on. I mean, basically everybody has pride as a human being, but like pride in the sense that you feel like you're superior or better and all of that. But it was an opportunity that God used to shine. Um, he brought a lantern, right? And it was as if he was all over my face with that said, listen, you need to work on this, Right. Now the second, the second um, episode. I think that's essentially when I think about it. This is where the fixing your focus topic came from. When he said, when she said to me, apologies for that. When she said to me, "Where is God in all of this?" and she said, "You need to fix your focus." And I'm like, interesting. Of course, at that moment, it was. It took the grace of God for me not to like start to fight with her. But yeah. Um, I think he just recorded somewhere in my subconscious. Now, another thing that happened at this time was um, just shortly after she called me, this was just around Easter. And, and you know, being in that state, I just, for the first time in a very long time, I couldn't relate to the joy of Easter. Like, Easter's one of those, those um, periods that I really enjoy. It's, it's a period where um, you get to really immerse yourself in, you know, the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. But for whatever reason, this year, I wasn't connecting with it at all. I couldn't relate with the celebration. I didn't even feel like doing Easter. Um, I didn't feel like celebrating at all. I just wanted to be in my, my own zone. I felt so blurred. And in fact, at this point, I was really quarreling with God because I'm just like, why is it like, why do I have to fight with you for everything? So I was not in the mood. 
surprise, but God showed up in this moment. Um, so that particular day, um, I had a shoot, a photo shoot with a friend. Um, now, in my spare time, or let me not say in my spare time because I haven't actually done this in a while, um, but I usually used to go with him in the past before to cover, um, to do some photography shoots. And I had planned in advance that day that I was going to um, go with him, take my camera, and then do a shoot with him. But I woke up that morning, I was feeling so... I was feeling so... I don't even can't explain the feeling I was feeling. I had cried my eyes out. I was actually at theirs that day. I cried my eyes out. And I was not in the mood to capture anybody's happy memories. <laughs> I just wanted to carry camera and just be mindless about it and go home. And I remember that morning, um, I just showered. The plan was to go to mine, get my camera, and then we head out to the location of the shoot. But I just told him, listen, Omar, let's just... Um, I'm just um, pronouncing names and all of that, yeah. So I told him, oh, yeah, let's, I'm just going to go with you and help. I don't feel like carrying my camera today. I just want to help. And he sensed that something was wrong. And, of course, he started probing. And then we talked about it. Now, I wasn't, I wasn't quite honest with him about what was going on. I didn't, in fact, because the truth was, I didn't know what was going on. So I didn't know how to communicate to him that this was what I was feeling. But I just knew that I wasn't just quite myself. And we just talked. I think that experience lifted me up and made me smile. We ended up going for the show. I didn't go with my camera anyways, but it ended up being a fun shoot at the end of the day. I think the point I'm trying to make in all of this is that sometimes um, this is, um when I think when I th when I think about it, when I sit down to think about it now, I feel like um two things, there were two things I learned from this experience. Um one is that some um fundamentally that community is very important. Um this thing that they say about sometimes when you can't pray for yourself, you need to have people to pray for you. I I know that. Um, there are other experiences that happen, especially with, with family. My aunt, I remember my auntie calling me and just telling me something is wrong. And my mom calling me, my brother's calling me. So um, critically, what I'm trying to highlight is that you can't be an island on your own. Um, you need community. You need friendships to help you to navigate through life. Um <laughs> Sometimes we think that we are enough by ourselves. We think that we got it by ourselves. But the truth is that we don't get it. And it's our community that we go to to draw strength from. It's our community that encourages us. It's our community that prays for us. It's our community that puts a smile on our face when we're not interested in it. So this community could be your family, very your immediate family, or your new family, that is your friends, right? And I'm, I'm very appreciative that I have like a strong community that is that has been consistent for me because it's something that is also very novel to me. Like for the longest time, I was the loner kid who just likes to stay by herself, right? But God used that to 
God used this experience to bring to my fore the relevance of having people, good people, not just people, but good people in your corner. Um, the relevance of knowing when to be vulnerable to those people, the relevance as well of having people who know God enough to pray for you, who know God enough to honor certain sensations that they have about you. So it was such a very, it was such a, um, a, a humbling experience for me. Now, the second thing that I I picked out from this experience was um, I experienced the love of God differently um, because the way when I think about it the way I was introduced to God was oh God is this person I know that he loves me I know that he's faithful but I saw God external from myself right um, and oftentimes um, when I'm in certain states especially if I'm dealing with I you know of course dealing with sin is something that is <laughs> we're humans like we deal with different things at different times so but if i am in a particular sinful state i i find it so hard to pray to god i find it so hard to come to him because i feel like he won't listen to me he wouldn't love me he wouldn't he wouldn't even want to see my face but there was something that happened in this sense. so the period where alex um pointed me to go look at the app. I think one of the first um, books I looked at was uh, the book of Romans when um, they were talking about the love of God, right? So it, went, it started from, like, the discussion started from how um, Jesus has already um, paid the price for you and essentially what what his dad did was to already um, credit whatever um, wrong, whatever. So essentially to, to secure grace for you. So in spite of whatever state that you are in, there's a credit that you can um, you can go and take out of and you, you're made whole again. Doesn't mean that, oh, because you know that that's, that credit is there for you, that you should wallow in your sin. That is why they said, would you continue to um, abound in sin so that grace may abound? And then he continues, no, you shouldn't. And then he listed other things that you should do. But critically, um, I think this was in Romans 8, where the conversation changed with changed to really how God loves us. And he tells us that nothing, nothing on this earth can separate us from the love of God. And I experienced love, this love that I never quite knew through family and friendships, right? Um, sometimes when we think that God is so far away, this is when he's closest to us. This is when he's sending people, he's, he's putting words in your heart, he's putting experiences in your heart that reminds you of how he loves you, right? So this is how I experience God differently. Um, I has, I have, I'm gradually having to win myself off of the God that looks like a Santa Claus. So, you know, in when we were kids and they talked to us about Santa Claus, and this particular song that comes in mind, um, when Santa knows when you've been naughty or nice. So my relationship with God was the relationship of being naughty or nice. So God knows when I've been naughty and God knows when I've been nice. And he will bless me by my naughtiness or my niceness. But that's not the way God works. I mean, it's, I have come to realize that it's, he doesn't work that way, that he loves me with an everlasting love, that his, his, his love for me is unconditional and that there is nothing that would separate me from his love and that he, should, he will continuously provide opportunities for me to experience that love. And in this season that I was in, it was by sending me words of encouragement, sending me family, friends um, that prayed and loved on me, you know, in ways that I didn't imagine or expect that would happen to me. And it was such, it was such a beautiful experience for, for me. And 
And this was one of the takeaways that I got from this particular season. Um, I also got to know that um, really it might, it, might, it might take a while, right? It might take a while for us to know that God is there, but he never really leaves our sides, right? It is when we think that he is so fiery, that's when he's the closest. That's when he's ever present for us. So just open our mouth and say, listen, come and come and take from my power, come and take from my grace. And I think somewhere in the Bible, they talked about um, where he talked about his yoke is easy and his body in his life. But you don't know this, you don't have um, cognizance or awareness or um, appreciation for this. If you see yourself as that spoiled good, who, if you're naughty, um, you don't experience that. You only experience that when you're nice. So it was something that I had to take away from this particular uh, season. So another um, experience that I had that cost me, or would I say that triggered that need to fix the focus was um, an experience I call know thyself. So know thyself in the context of admitting to yourself that there are still unprocessed feelings. So feeling your feelings, right? Now, personally, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was how I processed hurt or pain. I just thought... It was something that just went away. But what the season brought was an opportunity to really examine um, what was causing me pain and hurts. And to admit or to be honest with myself that it wouldn't be one of those things I could just wish away or switch off, right? Um, I needed to I needed to be honest to tell myself that it still hurts. Now it took a while to get here because I think when those when all of that hurts and pain resurfaced, I was mad at myself. I was mad at the reason why was I still feeling this way? Why was I still um smarting in pain? I thought I had dealt with it. I thought this was sorted. I thought this was done with. Why am I still feeling like this? How dare I feel like this? So I didn't think I gave myself enough time to grieve. But then this spirit gave me that consciousness, listen, girl, you need to pay attention to this because if you do not pay attention to this, it's just going to linger longer, right? Now, I'm not saying that I have it all sorted. I have it all figured out. But um, I think what this spirit helped me to do was to to acknowledge that um, pain was still present. That's one to cry all the cry I needed to cry because I think the initial cry I cried was more of disappointment, right? But this cry was more of like a, a cleansing cry that's, okay, it's it's painful. I'm hurt. I'm still in pain. Um, and because I'm in pain, I cry. It's important to just cry when you're in pain because it, it can, for me, I think it's just resets everything. And Personally, I might be wrong. It might not be your experience, but personally, I think what it does is it helps you to refocus or to start the whole process again. Now, of course, I'm not saying that I'm there 100%, but I'm on that journey to trying to make sense of it. Now, a part of me also has also considered professional therapy um, but of course, it's something that I'm still trying to make sense out of because um, I think a part 
part of me is worried that I might not get the right kind of help. I might get someone who is too, who is leaning too much on, on sciences and forgets that again, that there is also, that not all human beings, in as much as science is very helpful, but not all human beings are wired the same way that would give me the peculiar kind of care that I need. So I think that has been my own concern and worry. Um, I'm still praying about it. I'm still researching about it. But I know that definitely that possibly I might need to, at some point, look for professional help in this area. Now, it took a while for me to admit this openly to myself because um, for us, or let me not say for us, I think being a Nigerian, we sometimes feel guilty that we need, we, we, we feel guilty to admit to ourselves that we actually need professional help. Um, we also um, frown at the thought or the idea of um, talking to somebody because at the end of the day, that person is still a a human being, why would I open myself to that person? Uh, increasingly, we are seeing discussions around mental health and all of that. And these, I think these are a conversation that is probably emboldening some of us. But of course, I would really advocate, this is my thought anyway, um, for doing your due diligence and due research. And I'm still doing that. Hopefully, um, I'm able to get um, the one that is suited for me. But I think it took, like I said, it took a while for me to get to this point to admit to myself that perhaps um, it might be time to seek also professional help as well. Not that God won't heal you because, of course, God is the master healer, but he also uses his people as instruments of healing as well. So it was one of the decisions that I had to make in this season that. Um, it's not such a bad thing, you know, to actually ask for help. I mean, your community is good. Um, having community is important. Um, but also, um, sometimes your community might not have the relevant tools to assist you. Or sometimes they might just have too much on their plate as well to be able to process what you're feeling. So, um, by all means, in my opinion, by all means, if you need to seek professional help, please do. Um, I am looking into that and hopefully um, I'm able to get the um, help that is suited for me. So again, it's one of the things that I had to fix my focus and admit to myself that um, it's a process. It's not going to be, um, it's not going to be as swift as I anticipated or thought it would be. And I also need to be patient with myself. I also need to trust the process. And of course, at some point, possibly I might need um, a professional to help me navigate through it all. So it was critical that, um, I came to this point. It was also critical that I was honest with myself to know that this is what I needed at this point. So another experience that I had in this season that, of course, reinforced the notion of fixing um, my focus was the realization that I had that I needed to be in the moment, to stay in the moment. And essentially, sometimes... This is important because we need to let go of what we thought we would be. So what we thought would be could be all those um, five-year plans that we had, the one-year plan, the year-on-year growth plans and all of that. Sometimes it's important to take, take our eyes slightly away from it and adjust to what it what is at the moment. So when, when I mention, when I say what it is, is where are you now? What is going 
unwell now? What is happening in your life now that is good? Even the ones that are not so good. And be appreciative of those things, right? And you can only do that by being intentional, by living in the moment. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. This is something that is hard as well because... Um, we always make lists and sometimes when we even decide, okay, we want to be intentional to stay in the moment, our mind plays tricks on us, right? Our mind would um, bring to surface our fears, our mind would bring to surface um, our insecurities. So these things will start playing games on, our, on us and we think, oh, actually, we'll never be able to make it. It's important to just focus on the future. Um, those things, I think it's, it's important to always... Um, always be intentional about or always try to um, see how to tweak back your thoughts and to stay in the moment. I think one of the key ways to do that is being appreciative. Now, before I go into gratitude and appreciation, I want to share a quote I saw. Now, I saw this on on someone's Instagram page. It's amazing because I feel like sometimes Instagram has a lot of, I have a lot of mixed feelings about Instagram, but it could be a landmine of knowledge. Um, this post was shared by a certain Juliet Kego. Um, she shared a, a quote by Wayne Dyer, and it goes like this. Um, it says, when you dance, your purpose is not to get to a certain place on the floor. It is to enjoy each step along the way. Um, then she continues, life is a dance. Every moment is a step um, and it has to be experienced fully. So immerse yourself, be in the moment and dance. And a lot of times we are caught in this right race where we think we need to constantly, you know, hit those targets that we set for ourselves. Now, make no mistake, it's like I said in the beginning, it's important to have goals. It's important to have vision, right? But it's also important to stay in the moment. And a good way to stay in that moment is by looking back to where you started from being appreciative, being expressing gratitude. Um, when I was stuck in the past, like paying attention to hurt and pain, or stuck in the future, like, okay, what is my next future going to look like? I forgot to pay attention to all the good things that were happening to me in the moments, all the beautiful things that I had working for me, right? So for you, um, and again, this is an advice that I'm giving to myself, to always stay grateful, um, always stay grateful about even the things that we think that are little, and the mere fact that we have life in our lungs, breath in our lungs. There are a lot of people who are in the hospital who are who have been paralyzed because of COVID. A lot of people have lost their jobs or somehow we still have jobs going. A lot of people have lost their homes, but I have a roof over my head and I'm sure a lot of you also do that. A lot of you still have food to eat and all of that. So these are things to be appreciative of. And also to also Take a step back and look at how um, the five years of your life has been, knowing that you've not been in the same place. doesn't matter how minute the movement has been, but the mere fact is, or the important thing is that you've actually made um, a little progress and that should really encourage you. So gratitude is very important. Having a, um, a heart of gratitude is important. Learn to dance the dance of life. Learn to be in the moment. Learn to enjoy every minute of it. It's a process and um, be, be present to go through, to be refined through the process and um, 
fix your focus on the moment. This is the one time I'm going to say fix your focus on the moment because the truth is you might never get that back again. You might never get that moment back again. Um, I don't know who I was talking to recently and the person was talking about um, their child. I think it was a friend of mine, their child, um, how different this particular child is and how wise and smart um, that child is and, you know, being able to actually know the difference between um, child one and child two. And I thought in my head, she could only notice that because she was intentional about the moments. A lot of us don't have um, who are too focused on, you know, what's, what's, what this child's future will look like, that we fail to pay attention to the moments. So dance the dance of life. Enjoy every moment of it. Fix your focus on the noun and... Um, as you go through the process of refinement, um, learn to document memories, learn to be appreciative of how far you've come and also give yourself credit. Sometimes you need to pat yourself in the back and you know thank yourself for all the work that you've put into getting yourself um, to the current moment where you are currently at. You're still listening to Let's Pass. So um, another thing I'm learning to do in this season is to take a break. So two things, actually, um, to take a break and to surrender everything. Now, taking a break, essentially, I think for us um, Africans, or maybe I don't know what family you're up in, but for most of us who are of Nigerian descent, I think sometimes we feel like taking break is a taboo. So oftentimes we try to... We try to fix a lot of things in those in those moments of break, right? To so try to do one million and one things. Um, for some of us, it's also an opportunity to make more money. But I believe that God gave us rest for a reason, right? Um, sometimes when we are able to win ourselves off work, we come back rejuvenated, we get new insight, new perspectives, or different perspective of how to do a particular thing. And for me, I think it's an opportunity to work on different other things. Maybe not ties to work, but maybe to explore a passion or a hobby or something like that that we we've you know we've been nursing. This is an opportunity to do that. That season of break is an opportunity to do that as well. So um, is to regularize and not demonize taking breaks. So sometimes we, when you take breaks, the people will probably say, "Ah, this one is a lazy person." But there's a reason why you have breaks. So please. Um, Take some time for yourself. Um, breaks are there for you to spend time with your family. It's for you to reinvest in yourself, to either probably upskill, invest in your hobby, or possibly draw close to God as well. Um, the last thing um, is being able to give it back all to him, to surrender everything back to him. Um, because he's the ultimate focus, which comes back to that uh, verse, the Hebrews 12, 2, that we mentioned, focusing your eyes up to him um he's the one that you know gives answers right he's the one that makes everything anew right doesn't matter how little it is doesn't how how doesn't matter how minute it is it is important that you don't rely on your own strength i'm not saying don't work hard i'm not saying don't do the work but in everything you recommit everything back to him um i was in this period um as there's this new song that the i think it's the maverick crew released they're quite popular um released this song and um, it was a particular verse in the bible but a particular line a particular uh uh line of that song or lyrics of the song stuck to me 
And it's where it says, if he dresses lilies with beautiful colors, why do you think he won't help you through whatever difficulty that you're facing? Um, these are the lilies that nobody really pays attention to. They're wild, wild. Uh, some some of them are actually all wild plants generally that nobody really cares about. But God, in His infinite mercy, He's there to provide. Um, he's there to provide food for this wild plants. He's there to provide shelter and food for the beds of the earth. So why wouldn't he? So it's me learning and trusting that he he would always have my back. He would always support me. And the only way to do that is to surrender everything to him, um, not to rely on my own strengths, and to always defend the wisdom of God because his wisdom is always supreme. He he knows best before the world was, he was there. So he has seen everything that would happen for us, right? In the book of Jeremiah, it says it's got good plans for us and it's a plan to prosper us, right? So if we are in doubt, if we need some sort of consolation, that's enough consolation for us that he's got good plans for us. And in due season and due time, all of that will come to fruition. So I'm learning to take every day as it comes. I'm learning to trust him, to sacrifice, to surrender, rather, to surrender everything to him. I'm also learning to enjoy the season of break because sometimes um, there are moments in your life when you will not always have this break. Um, today, I'm going to do something differently. I want to leave you with some of those questions that I've been pondering on. And I really appreciate if you can send me um, some responses. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave like a voice link um, in the description of this podcast. So please, if you have any thoughts about this, please share your um, your answers to some of these questions that I would share today. I would deeply appreciate that. Now, the first question I have is, um, have you ever sought therapy? And why did you go this route? Um, how did you, what did you do to get the best uh, mental support, mental health support at this point? And if you haven't, what did you do to get out of, if you were if we're dealing with pain or loss or hurt, what did you do to get out of it? And um, how did you get yourself, essentially, um, what would you advise somebody to do to get out of this one? I, I appreciate that the experiences are different, um, but it might be something that people, um, I also would also um, benefit from. I would really want to hear back from you. As always, I just want to say thank you so much for stopping by. And I'm looking forward to see you all in the next episode. Cheers. Talk to you all soon. Bye. Thank you. Hi. Thank you so much for stopping by Let's Pass today. If you actually stuck around this long to listen to this voice, you're truly an MVP. And I'm so thankful for the time you took out to listen to this podcast. Until the next episode, I want you to have yourself a wonderful day. Cheers. Speak soon. Toodles. Bye.